When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Major coaching changes are happening across the state in Tuscaloosa and in Auburn. Let's talk about it on this edition of the Uptempo Podcast. You are now listening to the War Report Podcast Network. Let's go. What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Dustin Smith, joined as always by my guy, Blake Lane. Woo! Blake, since the last time we met, brother, a lot has gone on. We actually tried to record last night to get our uh, this episode out at the normal 10 a.m. Friday time, and so much was popping, man, we couldn't even make it happen. So luckily, luckily, we didn't get it off because uh, it would have been a pointless episode. So much happened after, right after that. Just been a lot of news going on, man. So uh, how are you today? And let's jump into this thing. Dustin, a lot, man. A lot has been going on. I'm doing great. Uh, I'm ready for a fantastic Friday evening, Friday night. Great weekend. The NFL playoffs, man. Yeah, man. Uh, there's there's going to be some fantastic football on. And everything that's been circulating around the state, uh, like you said, the, the coaching changes, Nick Saban steps down, and Kalen DeBoer just took the Alabama job, leaving Washington after coaching in the Natty. You know, a lot of people are trolling. A lot of people are uh, saying that he's going to be a great coach. You know, let's wait and see. Uh, like you, like you mentioned, we still got to beat them. We still got to handle business. Uh, but that's that's what the rivalry is all about, man. You know, um, it's it's a heck of a it's a heck of a rivalry. In my opinion, it's the best rivalry in in college sports, and and that includes basketball and baseball, whatever else you want to throw in there. You know, I, I just think the Iron Bowl is is top tier, brother. So, you know, Nick Saban steps down, and and I'll give my piece on that. And and honestly, Dustin, I think he was the greatest of all time. And when it when it comes down to it, he he had a he had a pure passion for perfection, and. That was my biggest thing with him is his drive to be perfect, his drive to get these kids to come to Alabama and then produce them into great young men, young adults, and then put them into the NFL to make a lot of money. And the ones that didn't go to the NFL, they became great leaders at whatever job they took on after the University of Alabama. That is one thing that I will give Nick Saban. I think what he did for the state of Alabama was also a big a big deal. You know, I, I think him standing with his players and taking up for his players and having their backs and, you know, just his entire career, man, he was always A+. Plus. He, was, he was a stand-up dude. And so I will give him that, and I think he's the GOAT. I, I don't think we'll ever see anything like him. He surpassed Bear Bryant. And whatever the University of Alabama has to do uh, with their stadium name or field name or whatever they want to do, you got to put Nick Saban in there somewhere uh, because he brought it, man. He brought it night in, night out. And it was glorious taking him down because Auburn, anytime they beat Saban, it was in the most dramatic fashion possible, right? You know, I mean, yeah, outside of that one thumping, uh, it was a 26 to 14. Outside of that, yeah, it was always crazy. Yeah. And, you know, even that, even that game had its dramatic, yeah, for uh, sure. you know, the, the missed snaps with, with Jalen and everything. And, yeah. uh, and then you had the, the big run by Stidham. And, uh, you know, I mean, it, they were always just really, really good games, really good football games. And so 
you know, what just watching him step down and retire, it was like you're always going to remember where you were at when that when it happened. And uh, I I was visiting my wife at her job, and when I got the notification, the the next round live uh, come across my phone, and I was like, ah, I was like, you know, I don't know if I believe that, you know. And then the Chris Lowe report come across, and I was like dude, he really did retire. You know, I called my dad. I was like, Hey, he retired. You <laughs> it's know? over. Like, yeah, it's like over. Every Auburn fan, bro. It's over, baby. Yeah, like, let's okay. go, you know? Um, but what a, what a coach, man, what a coach. And, and, uh, even miss Terry, you know, uh, just her and being around the program and how vocal she was and how close she was with the kids, uh, just two great individuals. And, and, you know, as an Auburn fan, I love to see them go, but, as a college football fan, I just think they were everything that college football represents. And I feel like we're going so far away from uh, what we grew up on, Dustin, and what we always wanted college football to be, and that was the drive for perfection. I think Nick Saban, in his time off, I think he would be a great college football commissioner. I think he would get this on the right track. And I know how deep you are into the portal and NIL and stuff. And I know you could sit down and do an episode of how Nick could make it great, you know? And Yeah. He's the guy for the job, man. Yeah. And uh, he's just, he's brilliant for the sport. And I think he could get the sport back on track, Dustin. And, you know, hats off to him, man. Enjoy your retirement. Uh, It was fun to watch you coach, to watch you lead the team that you had this year and, Somehow you made it to the to the college football playoffs when everybody counted you out. You were four minutes away from going to another national championship, uh, and and somehow let it slip away. But man, kudos to Nick Saban. He he's a hell of a coach, Dustin. Yeah, I agree with everything you said, man. Um, the numbers right here we got on the screen. If you're listening on audio, they kind of speak for themselves. Overall, as a, a college coach, he was two ninety two seventy one and one. At Alabama, he was 201 and 29. And then versus Auburn at Alabama, this might be all time actually. No, this is at Alabama. He was 12 and 5 versus Auburn. So, um, and then he was, I believe, it was 5 and 7 all time as a college coach in Jordan Hare. So we, we left him with a little something, baby. Yeah. We got him with a little something uh, combined yeah. with his time at LSU and Alabama. And I'll be honest with you, bro. Um, I, I'm so, I'm so Auburn that the first thing I thought of when I saw this was, we had this SOB dead to rights his last trip in Jordan Hare. Yep. We had him, dog. I really got hurt all over again, but I won't harp on that today. Um, that's that's gone. Um, so yeah, it's just uh, like you said, bro. Like just obviously the greatness, and then on top of Pete Carroll stepping away from coaching, yeah. we don't know what's going to happen. Will Bill Belichick? Uh, like so that's just three giants really, kind of like man, like damn, am I getting old? And then, uh, you know, Belichick and Saban, you know, they have that great relationship, really two, uh, two geniuses, man, just two yep. masterminds. You just – two guys that I've cussed throughout my fandom. You know, I think we all <laughs> – yeah. all NFL fans got sick and tired of seeing Bill Belichick run the league for a while. Yep. Um, we all got sick and tired of Auburn fans of seeing Nick Saban run it. Um, but they made the game better. Football guys that love the game of football – and I hope um, – I know that Pete Carroll stepping into a role with Seattle. I don't think Bill Belichick's done doing stuff in the NFL. But I definitely would like to see Nick Saban step into a role uh, where he is has some kind of – I don't know if he would have to start a committee because, like, you know, it, it's, college football doesn't have a commissioner now. But my hope, mm-hmm. my prayer is that 10 years down the line, that's that's not true, right? And I think we're headed in that direction. And I think Nick Saban could be a crucial part of kind of getting that rolling because everybody, everybody would respect his voice. Like, we're Auburn fans, right? So – I'll always say this about Nick Saban. I hate Nick Saban because he's the Alabama coach. Yep. I respect the hell out of the man. How can you not? And yep. then when you and when you listen to and like you know I've I, I know somebody that played for him and always spoke glowingly of the man that he is. Um, but I mean, how could you not respect the accomplishments if you just go on YouTube one day, like if you're in the gym or something trying to work out, or if you're if you're maybe going through some hard times and you're depressed and lacking some. Listen to a Nick Saban. Listen to a Nick Saban speech, man. There's a lot of stuff um, that he talks about that'll get you on the right track. So, all the all the kudos to him in the world as a coach and, and the man that he is. Um, now, on to the Auburn side of it, right? 
and, and what it means for us going forward. And it's a lot of it now depends on now as we about an hour ago we found out before we hit record here that they'll be Highland uh Kalen was a divorce how you say it yeah yep. uh from from Washington and that right there tells you how much I really know now look I'm not trying to, to crap on Kalen that's not what I'm gonna do here the guy's only been a head coach for four years and he's been out west I watch all SEC games all like I I've watched a couple of Washington games right I knew who their coach was type thing but it's just not I'm not overly familiar with them so I'm not gonna crap on them I'm not gonna say that it's going to work yep. and that that would be my point Blake for the first time in almost two decades Bama's up in the air they're mm. up in the air and then and I think that in the air of the portal I think it could fall apart quicker than it could have fallen apart 10 years ago and I don't think it's going to fall apart overnight and the thing that I'll say about this Kalen situation is the guy could be a really good coach and he could yep. go like nine and three and ten and two which in the SEC is good, but can you imagine? Let's let we'll paint the scenario out. Let's say he goes ten and two next year. That would probably be good enough to get them Alabama. They'd still be in the top twelve, right? So they would make a playoff spot. Let's say though that they lose the first round, but he comes away. They won't be happy, but he'll come away saying, "Look, it's my first year in the SEC. We did make the playoff. We did win double digit games. Okay." But then let's say the next year he goes nine and three, and he loses to. Tennessee, LSU, and Auburn are those three losses. Boy. And then all of a sudden you're looking at a guy that's gone 10 and 3 and 9 and 3 with a playoff appearance under his belt in the SEC, and he's on the hot seat. That's what you're walking into. So I'm not saying that Kalen's not a good coach. I just painted out a scenario for you where he can do a very good job. And by year three, his ass will be burning, boy. That's what you're walking into. And I told you, Blake, when we talked when he got fired. I said, man, I hope that they do what they did with Bear Bryant, where that ghost haunts them for 40 years. And, boy, if they ain't putting the man in office up top of the stadium where he's proclaiming, I can get on your I can get on your ass from up here, same as I can down there. Okay, if I'm a Bama fan, I'm like, yeah, we got him around. But I'm just telling you, boy, okay, good luck, Kalen. Good luck. That uh, mm, boy, that don't that don't sound like a good recipe, Blake. It's a mistake. I've seen Bama make. I've seen him do it before. And if you're a young Bama fan and you're listening to this, um, I have a ton of. I've already shown my respect to y'all. So, um, if you think that it can't fall apart at Alabama because you're 20, 21 year old Alabama fan or something like that, well, I can tell you about Mike Price now. Okay, I can tell you about Franchoni. I can tell you about Mike Shula. All right. There's yep. a reason you had to hire Nick Saban. Now, if you're Alabama, LSU had one national title before Nick Saban. They have three since. Um, so you've been shown the blueprint. Can you maintain the success? And they can't maintain it to this level, but they don't have to fall to Mike Shula depths is what I'm saying. But it's up in the air. It's no longer secure. And for an Auburn fan, it's got to feel great because, like, we had Bama dead this year, but Arkansas had them. Everybody yep. had them, and they yep. still pulled it out. You know why they still pulled it out? Because Nick Saban is the greatest college coach to ever freaking do it. This yep. year was his probably his best coaching job at Bama since 07, 08 type, like since he first yep. took over. It was unbelievable this year what he did with that team, getting them that far, the progress they made from that day in Tampa versus USF to where they got to at the end. That guy's not there anymore. And this guy has never recruited down here. It's, so for him, putting his staff together will be crucial. He's only been a head coach for four years. It might work, Blake. I'm not here to say it won't. All I'm saying is you're an Auburn fan, if you're an SEC fan, and if you're a Bama fan, you got to step back now and say, for the first time in a very, very long time, the future of Alabama is up in the air. So what we got to do, and my argument, Blake, and then I'll get your thoughts on Kalen and, and what you think about what I'm about to say, what we got to do is, I'm here to say the last two times we had them in our stadium, we had them beat. We had them beat with the GOAT. When they had far superior talent than we did, mm-hmm. we had them beat the last two Iron Bowls in our stadium, and we let them off the hook. Damn sure let them off the hook this last time. So I look at that and I say, okay, you can't get anybody better than Nick Saban. So at least the next guy, I mean, they you never thought they were going to find another Paul Bear Bryant, and they found the guy better. So maybe somewhere mm-hmm. down the line. But for the next guy's not going to be it, odds are. 
And odds are you don't find the third greatest coach of all time. So we, we pray anyway. Um, <laughs> geez. But uh, Kirby, just stay over there and, and, and do that, bro. Um, but we had him. So what we got to do is, what Auburn needs to do is catch punts, make big plays. And make the big plays, Blake, versus A&M in the tight game, the big mm-hmm. game. Make the big play versus Georgia. Make the big play in the tight big game on primetime versus LSU. So you're ready to make it in that Iron Bowl. Because I'm not going to come here today and troll Alabama when I can't remember the last time we beat them without having to think for a second. So my whole argument is, is, is Auburn – and, and, and look, I get you know I'm not here to tell people not to troll because it's the rivalry. Like it's all it's all fun and games. Yeah. I'm not here, I'm not here to, to pee on the parade. I'm just saying, look, man, Auburn's had Alabama's number, or, or you had them dead to rights, and, and you had their number before Nick Saban. It's it's quite possible to get back to that point. You were still the most successful team versus Nick Saban in his time. Um, handle you, get right. The, it's a loose. It, the ball got loose. You picked it up, you're on the fast break when it comes to Ryan Williams now. All you got to do is lay it up. And one thing Hugh Freeze don't do on the recruiting trail is miss a whole lot of layups, brother. So now if you're going to get Ryan Williams, a kid who – you want to know why Ryan Williams reclassified? Y'all want to know why? Because the state of Alabama said, bro, you got to go. You got to go. Your grades are good enough, and you got to go. Because there's no point in you coming back and scoring 70 freaking tutties next year and making the whole 7A look or 6A look like clown. There's no point in it. He just dominated. As a sophomore, this man had over 40 tut. Like, Ryan Williams is crazy. So, when you put that with, with Cam Coleman and Perry Thompson, here's your opportunity if you're Auburn. And, I'm, and, and my argument is even if – it doesn't just fall off, even if Bama still maintains a high level of success. Your opportunity to, to, to get elite talent in the state has never been more open available to you in the last 20 years. It, it, it's right here, Blake. But what Auburn has to do, and we'll, uh, we'll get your thoughts on that, then we'll get into our second segment. We are going to talk about Caddy, Zach, and, and some changes happening at Auburn. But we got to get all our ducks in a row. We got to stop our infighting. We can't go to the Music City Bowl versus Maryland and look like crap, and then expect to come in here and compete with Bama. We can't. You can't. You can't look like crap and not care about New Mexico State, and then expect to be able to finish the game versus Bama. You know why you can't finish games versus Bama? Because you don't take New Mexico State seriously. Mm-hmm. The process, right? Talking about saving the process. You're not preparing here to be prepared for this. Yep. Auburn has to get to that point to capitalize on what could be a possibility here when Nick Saban retires. Yeah, th- that's one of the big things with Saban, man. You remember all the the rat poison speeches and yeah, uh, they ran through our ass like a whatever it was, uh, tin can, whatever yeah, he, he said, said. He said crap through tin horn. Yeah, crap through crap, tin man. horn, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> he was all about preparation and, and, and staying – Staying on that straight line, brother. Uh, another thing that we left out there that, that he was great at. So my thing with Kalen DeBorn, okay. I think he is coming into a much better situation. I don't think. I know he's coming into a much better situation than Nick Saban was. All right. He has a very talented roster. He is. He's got a very, very quick window where he has to – get his staff right. He has to make the right decisions. He has to recruit his kids back to Alabama, like an Isaiah bond that you just seen hit the portal. All right. He's got to try to keep these kids there. Caleb downs rumored to Ohio state and all this, that he could hit the portal. All right. You got to keep those kids there. Now, my biggest thing with Caleb DeBorn is, can he do all of that? But where is the where is the where's the relationships with the Southeastern Conference? Where are your relationships at? And everybody's saying that, well, Nick Saban, he's staying in the stadium. He's got an office in the stadium. Okay, well, when you take a new job, do you want the guy that you're replacing constantly looking over your shoulder? No. I know I wouldn't, but that's just me. I wouldn't. You know, maybe maybe Kalen DeBorn looks at it differently and, and he, you know, runs with it. And um, I don't think 
Alabama is going to fall off drastically like a lot of people do. I just think there's too much talent on the roster. My biggest thing is, like you said, over time it could possibly happen because we don't know about Kalen DeBorn's recruiting. And I've seen uh, 247 pictures and screenshots of Washington's uh, recruiting would be like 15th out of 16th in the SEC uh, only above Vanderbilt or something like that. Like, it was something crazy. So, if you bring that to Alabama, it it could get hairy, you know. Um, yeah, it's a good possibility, man. And and he doesn't – it's not like he's been this 10-year vet. Four where years. Every, yeah, and, and that's my thing is, like, he also had Michael Penix throwing the football. So – you know, I, I know Milrow, like some of you are happy about him, some of you aren't. I, I don't I don't know what they're gonna do at quarterback. Everybody's saying Julian Sayan's gonna be a dog. You know, what happens at quarterback for Alabama next year? Is it Milrow? Is he the guy? Can he run that offense that DeBorn is about to bring in? Is he accurate enough to run that offense? Because DeBorn wants to throw the football. They're they're gonna be an offensive minded yeah. team. He's gonna want to air it out. Is Milrow the guy for that? I don't know. So, like, there's a lot of questions that have to be answered. But he's not going into a bad situation like Nick Saban was going into. He's right. going into a very talented roster. He's going into a, if he keeps the right people, a very talented coaching staff. He's got to make – he's just got to make a few right decisions. And it could possibly work. It could possibly work. I'm not saying it is. I'm not trying right. to make a prediction that he's going to fall flat on his face. Who knows? You know, that's, that's knows? the exciting thing, Blake, is that yeah. we don't that for the first time we don't know. And for, I mean, it's just, it's been ingrained in our heads for so long. And, and, you know, I, I got a good buddy that's an LSU friend and we talked about it for an hour today. And it's like, he's like, bro, it's just, and they feel the same way. It's been ingrained in your head for so long when you're playing Bama that they're just going to find a way to win. Yep. And they're going to beat you. And at the end of the year, they're going to be holding up a trophy. And if not, they would have at least been in the game and lost it. And this always played out that way. It felt like a guy that was playing dynasty mode on NCAA on, on rookie difficulty and never turned it up. And yep. he just kept beating it every year. And it's like, brother, play a new game. You beat this one. Yeah. And, and so that's the part, man. It's like it might hit, it might not. But for the first time ever, or it feels like forever, see, they're up in the air, man. And that's the and that's the thing with Auburn is Hugh Freeze has got to be excited because now you look on the recruiting trail and you're sitting here going, hey, this is my state now. All right. This is my state. I can take control of all of the talent that comes through the state of Alabama. And I think Kirby Smart's looking at it going, yeah, yeah, I like that. You know, I like that. And that's my biggest thing with Auburn is you have to – today, if you want to troll, troll. Have fun with it. Enjoy it, man. Yeah. Nick Saban is no longer there. <laughs> but tomorrow, let's clock back in and let's get on the grind for 2024. Tomorrow, let's get back to being serious and let's, let's let it be known that we are here to take Alabama down. All right? There's no more funny business. We want Ryan Williams. All right. We want the elite talent in this state. And I think Hugh Freeze can do that. This is his opportunity to go on a, a run right here. Can he make something happen? Now, like you said, we're transitioning into uh, our next segment and <laughs> the Auburn coaching changes. There's a lot of things that Hugh's got to nail, Dustin. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot, buddy. So, um, look, this one, uh, Cornell Williams, Zach Etheridge, we've kind of found out here in the last 24 hours. Uh, Zach broke today. Cadillac broke last night. Uh, they're not returning to Auburn next season. Uh, we know that Zach has taken a position at Houston, and Cadillac has just stepped down. And it's um, – Blake, I'll just start with here. But like, one, a big thank you to both of these guys, man. I was at the Ole Miss game back uh would have been 2009 when yeah 2009 whenever zach got hurt i was at the game saw his family run down onto the field the whole deal right um so very very tough i don't know if i've ever shared this before but my grandfather uh fell off of a roof and was paralyzed like when i was a child and uh he never never moved again from that 
and then ultimately died a couple of years later. So like a neck injuries and, and all that kind of stuff was very, very sensitive topic in my family, especially at that time. And uh, so we were just really, really pulling for him to come back, you know, and so to see him come back, win a national title, go on to coach at Auburn, all this kind of success he's found, you know, being recognized as a great recruiter, it's, it's really, really has meant a lot to me. And I, I'm, I'm just happy to see it. And then as far as Caddy goes, bro, like this is like my dog. I mean, this is the reason why uh, it's my favorite athlete ever. Any sport, you know, so – but what we have to do, not only as uh, as fans, man, but you you gotta you just gotta step back and, and understand that things happen for a reason. I know that the rumors and the message boards and all that have really there's been all kind of things uh, going around about both these situations. I know that um, I, I saw an article get sent to me, Blake. That was just one of the craziest articles I've ever seen. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say the guy that wrote his name, but the I will tell y'all, uh, maybe start ignoring stuff that comes from Fly War Eagle. This is the same publication that uh, a couple months ago said that you that Gus Malzahn should come back and be the OC for Hugh Freeze at Auburn. So I wouldn't take any of this stuff too seriously. Um, and if you read that article, because the only reason I even give that the light of day is because it's gained a lot of traction and started a lot of rumors. When 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 Bama people are re are really re are spreading stuff and letting you know kind of letting that be the narrative, I think you should kind of pull back and realize, hey, maybe there's a lot of a lot of crap here. Um, that article quoted an anonymous source on the Alabama coaching style. Like, are we really doing this? Um, so I really I don't want to get into all that. I would just say that like people have families, so respect people's privacies for whatever it is. Um, we went through that. We just went through this with Harson. We just went through this. So it's kind of all the same stuff that was being said like back then as far as is is and I know a lot of people weren't listening to us back then, but um so we got we do have a, a lot bigger audience now. But it, it's always just been hey man, when it comes to the personal stuff and all that kind of stuff, we're really not gonna like delve into it. Um, we'll just tell you this like Cadillac, I love Cadillac to death. He's been a running back coach for what five, six seasons total. You can bring in a guy that has a ton of experience. Um, you can bring in a guy that Hugh Freeze has worked with. Just looking at it from the Auburn side, like moving forward, Blake, it really kind of like solidified to me. I said, okay, you're gonna, it, you looks like you're gonna get Nick's from Ole Miss now to come in and be the OC because Nick's has a long history of coaching running backs. He's coached running backs with Hugh before, and um, so that that's that's kind of what I thought of immediately. Was like, okay, that means Nick's is probably gonna come in here, and then we all know Hugh was gonna be heavily involved in the OC. So looking at that. And then we'll get into, uh, you know, we got to find out who the D.C. is going to be as well. But all the names you're hearing there is also people that Hugh knows, right, people that he's worked with. So I think that what you're going to see here, Blake, is um, – and we'll talk about Wesley McGriff is officially returning to Auburn as well. Not a coincidence. Some of these, like, follow, just follow these things, right? Um, I think Hugh is – it's no secret at this point. There was a lot of infighting, players and staff last year. I think Hugh's really trying to clean up that toxic culture, man, and get people in here mm -hmm. that he knows will work with him. And, and hear me when I'm saying that I'm not saying that he does not have a good relationship with Zach and Cardinal or anything like that. But, Blake, we've had three losing seasons in a row, and Zach and, and Cardinal have been parts of those three losing seasons, and I'm not blaming them for it. Their rooms have been some of the best rooms on the team in those mm -hmm. three years. But ultimately, anybody can get it when you're not winning, bro. And, and, and these are guys who I love to death. OK, there's a sad I say it every time there's sign Cadillac pictures over there. I got a, a red Cadillac jersey Buccaneers. I got the white one up there and I got the Auburn one. But you can get an upgraded running back coach. My guy that's only coached at five or six years. Right. Like we've yep. seen we saw Tank Bigsby not necessarily develop in pass protection and, and, and his route running and his pass catching. We've seen now Jar Quest three years not really develop as a pass catcher. He hasn't really developed in pass protection. And then today, Jarquez says that he's coming back. So I'm not saying that Jarquez didn't love Caddy. I'm sure he does. But ultimately, it wasn't enough to lose your best running back, right? He says, I'm still here. I'm still locked in. I'm good to go. So I just – I get the fan reaction, Blake, and I love these guys as much as anybody else. But ultimately, you got to you, you gotta let the head coach coach. And before I pass it to you, that's what I kind of want to end with on that. I heard a whole lot of people back that didn't want Brian Harson fired because they said, well, whoever's the next Auburn coach, you got to hire him and just let him make his moves. And now y'all don't and now y'all don't want him to make his moves. So which one is it? Let's sit back. 
and like and our guy Mike G said last night, uh, and uh, I did as well. You just got to give it some room, give it some room. And if the running back room gets worse, then you have every right to come in and say, "Hey, what in the world?" But let's evaluate before we just jump on. And I know that's hard to do with people, Blake, that we love, and you have really, really contributed Cadillac to saving Auburn. So again, like I, I thank you for that night versus saying them, Caddy. Yeah, he did. He did, and and he still means the world to the Auburn family. Let's don't get that twisted. What Cadillac Williams did to bond that team together that was a bunch of losers, let's be honest. Like, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm just not saying I'm not the kids, but if there was a losing mentality on that football team last year, they were three and six walking into Jordan Hare Stadium, getting ready for Texas AM. It was a big time matchup that, that, uh, they were talking about, you know, uh, Jimbo and and like him possibly getting fired, like how you know that was starting to float around, and uh, who was Auburn gonna hire? And Auburn made it a playoff atmosphere, dog, a sellout, and and they turned uh, uh, two losing teams into that atmosphere, all because of Cadillac Williams, like what he did for Auburn. Is incredible, and he loves Auburn. And he told Cole Kublik, "Hey, this is a brotherhood, man. It's about these kids. I love them. They just need to be loved on, because Auburn went through a toxic situation, and he 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 brought everybody together, and he said, "Hey, we're going to be okay." Now, the thing with him resigning, getting let go, whatever you want to call it. I think sometimes we let former players get in our way of coaching. I think we let former players get in our way of coaching. And I think you, you have so much love for what that person did as a player that when they become a coach, like Dustin said, in pass protection, and developing running backs, Caddy needs to go somewhere else and get his feet wet in a smaller program. All right. That that it's just it's just the truth, you know? And we wish him well, but when you start talking about coaching, Hugh sees it. Do you not think Hugh says, Hey man, I love you? I love Carnell Cadillac Williams for everything you've done for Auburn University. But, dog, I got to get a guy in here. I got to get a guy in here that can recruit, which, let's be honest, Cadillac was slipping. All right? I mean, he brought some great backs in. But let's be honest. Derek Nix is a guy. He's been he's a, he's a crafty veteran. He's been around the game longer. Let's be honest here. He's going to be hotter on the recruiting trail. We let that get in our way sometimes just because he was a legend here at Auburn. Now, I'm not I'm not down in Cadillac. I, I think he's going to be a hell of a coach. I think he could be, you know, in the future, you know, a, a, an amazing head coach. I do. I, th- I think he could land on his feet somewhere and take off and do hellacious things in the world of college football. And I hope that happens. Yeah. I really do. I hope it happens. But at the end of the day, you have to look at this staff and let Hugh Freeze coach, just like you said, Dustin. You have to let him make his decisions. People, the sky is not falling. The sky is not falling. Hugh Freeze is getting the toxicity out of this program. He's saying, hey, look, there's stuff that's going on that you got to build a culture first. And I had that comment today on Twitter. I said, ma'am, you got to build a culture first. All right. You have to get your men in that locker room and everybody's on the same page. Guess who wasn't on the same page? Keontae Scott and Ron Roberts. All right. Guess who wasn't on the same page? Crime Dog, and Ron Roberts. I don't think Kay and Lee was on the same page either. 
Right. Because Kay and Lee put up the yeah. the the Twitter emoji. All right. Flirted with so, the portal reporter. So, yeah, he was flirting with the portal. So like there wasn't people on the same page. And you see that with Hugh. It's not him saying like, hey, he just wasn't, you know, he, he's a bad coach. He wasn't doing his job. Yada yada yada. That wasn't it. He was just saying, hey, look, this ain't working. And this one year was a trial run. And there's some toxic things going on in here. And I'm going to dismiss you to keep this person, this person, and this person. That's just how it went, you know? And like you said, Jarquez was probably informed who the running back coach was going to be. Right. And he probably said, oh, wow, he's coming. Okay, I, I can I can do that. Let me come on back, brother. Yeah. Let me come on back. So it's about development at the end of the day, and it's about recruiting, and it's just ultimately about a guy who's been around the game and the familiarity with Hugh Freeze. That's that's what it is. Like Nicks and, and Freeze, they've 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 rode together. They've been through the trenches before. So you hate to lose Cadillac, but we can't sit here and and have have our have our vision clouded up because Cadillac was, you know, the second greatest running back in Auburn history or wherever you want to put him on your list. You know, he number two. Yeah, like Dustin always says, he's our Bo Jackson because we wasn't around when Bo Jackson was playing. So uh, that's where we always put him. And, you know, like I said, I hate to lose him, but I wish him well. I hope he ends up somewhere. I hope he lands on his feet, and I hope he hits the ground running and he has a hellacious career in the game of college football as a coach, as an assistant, as a head coach, whatever. Uh, wish Cadillac, you know, I, I wish him the best, man. Yeah, for sure. Love him to death, dude. Love him to death. Um, we'll always have that that night at AM. And I went to the game the next week because you just couldn't get tickets to AM. I got tickets the next week to um, Western Kentucky. Dog, yeah. playoff atmosphere. Playoff yep. atmosphere. Seriously. So love you to death, dude. Um, all right. You just you spoke on it a second ago, Blake. Weston McGriff, it's officially coming back today. It got announced today, right before we hit record here. This is all kind of just falling into place, right? Yep. Um, like I said, uh, Ron Roberts is gone, and here's Crime Dog. So he's back. Uh, he's going to be coaching corners, and then you said that Charles Kelly was going to be coaching the safeties, right? That's why they split yep. that up. Yep. So, uh, listen, I, you know, it speaks for itself. We already know what he is. Big-time recruiter, um, hell of a coach, ton of experience, knows the SEC, had to step away from the field because of a bunch of bull crap going on. I think a lot of those people are going to be fired up. A lot of those DBs are going to be fired up that he's back out there uh, on the field with them and all that kind of stuff. I think that's a big, I think that guys like Keontae and Kay and Lee got told, Hey, he's coming back, bro. He's coming back. Yep. Just chill. We got to let all this stuff kind of play out. We got to tie some things up here. We got to protect some people. There's a lot of stuff going on now. And, and, you, and before you just go, Dunking on freeze or on whoever, man, you gotta understand it's just a lot of things that go on sometimes, and and it's it's not like turning on a video game. These are real people that live real lives, and and things happen. So it's all it's all starting to work itself out. Wesley McGriff will be uh, will be returning. Charles Kelly, we've all known that's going to be coming a thing. He's been recruiting for Auburn for about a week or two, um, but he was officially announced today. The co part. Very interesting, Blake, because that means somebody else is coming. Yeah. Uh, we're hearing Chris Kiffin. We're hearing T-Rob as a possibility. I'm fine with both of those. Obviously, I favor T-Rob. I think you do as well. But I would love to see Chris Kiffin. So, um, and, then, and then from there, I think we're good. And I think you'd be able to look uh, as far as I don't really expect nothing else to come staff change-wise. Um, and then I think you're good to go. I want to speak on something real yeah. quick before I get your thoughts on just kind of this situation with Weston and Griff. Um, when you talked about the the former coaches, right, not getting like getting blinded by the love sometime, it happens. I'm not saying Auburn's the only school to do this, but man, we sure do hire a lot of our former players. Yeah, so you know, and it's like I'm looking around at other schools and I'm like, they don't have four or five former <laughs> players as assistant coaches. And if you go down Nick Saban's staffs, wasn't a whole lot of former. I mean, Dan Landing was in a like a grad assistant on one of them like you know they just because they were so loaded that was that was the one that had mel tucker yeah. billy napier you know all those guys uh kiffin all of them so yeah it's 
it's just like that, man. And we, we love our guys and, and we the whole Auburn men thing and the family. And, and man, I, I, I love – I've been a part of it for 32 years, bro. I love it. I get all of it. I understand every bit of it. But um, I'm tired of losing football games. Yeah. So I don't care. Like, I don't care anymore. Whatever it's going to take to win some games, I'm about it, about it, bro. Um, so I, I, I'm with you on that. And it's easy because we, we they played for us and then we've cheered for them before. And they're our guy and they scored for Man, he scored that touchdown to beat Mississippi State or whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know. And, and, and you get caught up in it. But ultimately, man, like, that, that ain't what wins. That ain't, ain't going to win you no games today. And it ain't been winning us games. It hasn't been. We've lost four straight games since 2014. Nick Saban just retired. This is the opportunity, man. This is the opportunity, Blake. You watch the Under Armour All-Star. Ryan Williams, bro. What would Cam yeah. Newton and or, or Cam Coleman and Perry Thompson? Like, good God, dude. Mm. The opportunity's there. So just um, your thoughts real quick on Crime Dog coming back and kind of how you think this D.C. thing is all going to end out and how the staff's just kind of rounding out here. Well, I, you you brought up Cam Newton, and I wish we could get him back. But uh, baby, <laughs> gone, baby, he's he's starting up some stuff over there in his podcast. Yeah, man. Hey, that's a that's a fun listen. I, I do enjoy it, man. Yeah, uh, he, he's yeah, he's he's entertaining to watch for real. Like he has a good time on the show and everything. I like it. Um, look, I'll say this about Zach. We wish him well. He took another job. It's awesome, right? Like, get to Houston. Hope you hit the ground running. Congrats. But at the end of the day, folks, like I said with Cadillac, we let the former player get in the get in the way of the vision sometimes. All right. And and I know everybody's, oh, you know, Zach, Zach, he, he's an Auburn man, great Auburn man. I get it. I get it. But baby, when you hold crime up there, <laughs> yeah. all right. And then you hold Zach up there. Who maybe you T-Rob, Maybe T Rob's coming. Like, come on now. You know, I, 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 look. I'm just saying. Right, I'm with you. I'm just saying. I know T Rob. I know T Rob was, you know, former player and everything. I get that. All right, but T Rob's also got years under his belt. Yeah, they've they've proven. They've proven. Charles Kelly's proven. proven. Right. Yes. Like all, all those cats are proven. Like when people talk about. Uh, a Dale coming back and and all of that stuff like could that could that be a possibility uh, of Dale McGee you know coming back mm-hmm. uh, like he's proven he's proven right. he's put the great backs into the NFL and everything you know like Zach and Caddy are young they're fresh in their careers that's my point here is it's at the end of the day it's about development it's about like Hugh said, man, we got to coach these kids up. Yeah. We got to coach them up. There was a reason why Zach had to split his room at Auburn, okay? I'm not saying he's a bad coach. I'm not saying that. I'm right. just saying he's young and he's fresh, all right? He's going to go on and become a great coach. Hell of a recruiter already. Hell of a recruiter. Going to go on and become a great coach. Blitzes the recruiting trail. I've said on here multiple times, I'm not worried about DBs. Zach Etheridge is back there. He's on the recruiting trail. You saw how good he gets along. If you watch the Perry documentary, how he gets along with kids. All right? And Perry plays wide receiver, and he's over there joking around with him, picking him up, throwing him over his shoulder, all that good stuff. But at the end of the day, you got better with Crime Dog. All right? You got better. And you're going to sit here and act like the sky is falling. Oh, well, what's going on in Auburn? Here they go, letting go of Cadillac. Let they let go of Cadillac and they let go of, of Zach. The sky's falling. No, you got better. You got better. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. You got better. Crime Dog will be coaching corners. And you obviously let me tell you something. Jalen Simpson, he released a video. What's one of the first names he mentioned in that video? I just want to thank Crime Dog for everything he done for me. Period. Period. I just want to thank crime. You want to know why? Because crime is coaching these kids up. So guess what? The sky ain't falling, baby. Auburn got better at the end of the day. You got Charles Kelly. Guess what Charles Kelly was doing today? Oh, I know. He was on an (laughs) in-home with Ryan Williams. He was on an in-home with Marcus Davis and Trevon Reed. Shout out to Trevon Reed, dog. 
Yeah, it was with a big promotion. Big, big, yeah. With the promotion. All right. Uh, come on now. Auburn got better. Let's stop kidding ourselves here. You got Charles Kelly coaching safeties. Go look at his recruiting resume. Come on now. And and I, I've had people in my mentions on Twitter saying, well, obviously you didn't watch Charles Kelly's uh, defense at Colorado this year. Man, let me tell you something. That man walked into an absolute dumpster fire. They were 1-11 and went after 80 kids in the transfer portal. And you thought he was going to piece together a half-assed defense? Come on, y'all. Come on. Let, let, let's stop kidding ourselves here. He's the co-DC now. All right? And that's what Dustin was talking about. There's still a piece left. Yeah. So if you get Chris Kiffin or you get T-Rob, both I'm okay with. Yep. You have to look at this staff and break it down and say, we got better. Point blank period. And I, I said it on here weeks ago and weeks ago that Hugh Freeze basically told us in year one that we sucked. <laughs> All right. He did, honestly. Like the season's over. Let's break it down and really let, let's look at it. He told us. Guys, we suck. I I hate it. I don't like saying it, but we do. And I think there was bad culture. Like Rivaldo said, there was guys who had who had long leashes in the locker room who got away with stuff that they shouldn't have. And Hugh, all that's going on. You gotta focus on this, and then you're trying to put a game plan together. You're trying to recruit. Come on, man. We, we wasn't winning eight, nine games this year. It wasn't happening. But now you're going into year two, you're putting together a staff that you believe in. I think you could have success. Dustin, what would have happened last year if if you would have come in and he would have let Caddy go? What would have oh, happened? Man. Yeah, after everything that we were coming off of, of what he would have just done, and then on top of the PR – situation that was hiring Hugh Freeze, it just would have you you had no choice but to have Caddy and Hugh Freeze stand there together and take that picture at that press exactly. conference. You you didn't you didn't have another choice. So I mean yeah it was the perfect move to make at that time. And when you I just thought of this when you said the long the long leash comment by Rivaldo. Um so people got in trouble this offseason, right? What rooms yep. did they come from? <laughs> could that have could that have played a role in, in any of that? As far as is 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 maybe it's just hey man y'all y'all and I'm I don't know that's just speculation. I just thought of that when you said that. But you know when Rivaldo's saying that he's saying guys have long leashes. Well, he could be saying look man there are certain rooms here where these guys they're not being disciplined. You know like that that could have meant something like that. There obviously there were some people whose leashes were too long. So. Who were those people's position coaches that were in charge of of keeping that leash tight? Um, are some of those part of the changes? I would tell you that when you have four assistant coaches leaving for whatever reason, yes, the answer to that question is yes, yes. We are fixing things here. We're fixing, and, and, and you can't. It's not just one person, Blake. It's a bunch of moving parts, yes. right? So it's not just Caddy or just Zach or just Philip or just Ron. It just all didn't work. And Hugh's got to get it to work, or he's going. He's going to try to do it his way, man. And it's not like he hates Zach or he hates right. Cadillac. That's not. Don't listen to the national media when they try to push that narrative, okay? Because that's not it. Hugh loves Cadillac, and Hugh loves Zach. Whatever rumors you want to believe or whatever on, on a social media board or whatever they're called, the I call them the toxic boards. You ain't lying. Um, whatever happened, Auburn got better. That's the main thing. So keep the main thing the main thing. Right. All right? Because we got better. And I look at a guy like Crime. I look at a guy like Charles Kelly. If Chris Kiffin or T. Rob comes, whoever uh, I like, both of those guys, I think you 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 upgrade in those spots. Uh, you look at uh, the, the Knicks uh, running backs coach. I, I think that's an upgrade. I, I just can't see where Auburn is hurt in this position. Instead of it's just the family that's hurt. That's at the end of the day, that's what's hurt. 
is the Auburn family by having to say goodbye to two right. former players. And, you know, obviously I'm high on T-Rob, Dustin, because you know if you get T-Rob, uh, Ryan Williams is a pure lock if you get T-Rob. A pure lock. Um, so that's one reason why I want T-Rob. Is he going to stay at Alabama? I don't know. Guess what? We're going to get to find out shortly. Uh, but, man, I just feel like the fan base, the Auburn fan base can just be absolutely wild sometimes. And I think the quicker we stop paying attention to the national media hmm. and when we're on social media and we're talking about all these things and discussing the defense and the offense and all of this, all right, we gotta we gotta tune them out because you know they're gonna down Auburn and praise Alabama. You saw it today. They were trying to spin the Caleb DeBoer thing. I mean, they were trying to. This is the greatest hire in in history. You yeah, know? this was our first choice. They didn't yeah. miss. Yeah, yeah, they didn't miss. A Dan Lanning made a fake video because he never talked to Alabama. Cap. All right, that's lies. Yeah. Um, so stop paying attention to that and start paying attention to what your coach says. Because I'm just telling you, man, Hugh told us, hey, we suck. There's things that ain't good. And now he's trying to make it good. Let's be patient. Let's give him a chance. Let's don't run him out of town. (laughs) All right? Let's be patient. Let's take a deep breath and let this thing play out. Because, like I said, I think we got better. I, I really do. Yeah, I hear you. And I'm excited to see how it all pans out, man. Um, Like this video if you have not. Smash that thumbs up. If you have not subscribed to the channel, do that. We will be back at our regular time Sunday, 3 p.m. Be on the lookout for that. I I would expect maybe some more, uh, maybe some announcements on this OC could possibly happen this weekend. We'll see how all that goes. If it is Chris Kiffin, he's tied up in the playoffs, you know, T-Rob possibly interviewing for some positions there at Bama. So we'll just see how it all goes. We also got some big-time portal additions. Like, I'm fired up about adding Percy Lewis, man, 6'8", 345, yep. transfers from Mississippi State. So we've already got some stuff that we got to talk about on Sunday anyway. Um, just been couldn't even, couldn't even fit that all in one show. So <laughs> yeah. we'll be back Sunday, man. Appreciate all you guys for watching. Uh, War Damn Eagle, we'll see you all then. We're out of here. Love you all. War Damn, baby.